Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we are going to be learning Vezai Sabracha Sheni, the second Aliyah in Vezai Sabracha. Today's topic is Moshe's Brachos on Levi and Binyamin. Our Aliyah is only six, five Pesukim long from Leperik Laman Gimel, Pasuk Ches to Yud Beis. Basic summary of our Aliyah is first and mostly to Levi. He says to Levi, Levi Amar Tumecho Urecho Al Ish Chasidecho, talks about purity and light, the Urim Vetumim, which belong to a man of pious nature. You're the one who tried Hashem at Masa and Memoriva, referring to the tests of Moshe and Aaron ostensibly. And the one who may say about his parents that he did not see him and his brothers or sons, he did not recognize them because he keeps the mitzvahs and the covenant of Hashem. He'll teach the laws to, to, to Israel and place incense in the face of Hashem and, eat the, and bring the cons, consumed goods on the Mizbeach. Hashem will bless his army and the work of his hands will be appeased. He will beat his enemies, Mochatz Masnaim. Um, from being able to recover. And then we hear, will Israel will dwell safely upon you, as Hashem hovers over you in Binyamin, and between your shoulders he will dwell. Very beautiful, very poetic. Obviously, every word here, every letter requires precision and investigation. We don't have that time, but we're going to do a few basic points to ponder. First thing is, what is the role of Levi? If you read through the blessings of Levi, you will hear a number of different things. You'll hear that he is in charge of keeping the covenant. Some of them say that it means to say that during the time of Mitzrayim and even in the Midbar, where other um, people of the Hebrew nation were not circumcising, they kept the covenant. They're also the ones who are in charge of teaching Torah. We hear about them also as taking action where it is needed. And finally, we hear about them doing the avoid in the base of Midrash. So this really seems to be the spiritual leader of Israel. Now, what does it mean that they will not recognize their families? Not knowing their father and mother. Not knowing their brothers. and children. What, 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 what is this? And what trade-off? Rashi says this refers to at the aftermath of the Cheta Egel, where Moshe Rabbeinu called at the gate of the, te- of the camp, Mila Hashem Eli, who is to, with me to God, and Iru uh, Vashuvu, they had to go through the entire camp and eradicate anybody who had sinned at the Golden Calf with Avodah and kill them. And the people gathered, they were Levi, and it could have been that some of the victims, some of the people who were serving Avodah were in fact relatives of the Levium, and they had to kill relatives. So they were blind to their bias of family and in their keenly awareness of their godly standard and values that they were representing. The Klayakra says that it refers to those who are inducted into the service of teaching. Those who are Rabbonim, who are Mechanchem, sometimes have to, to, uh, to their families, be blind. And there are many untold sacrifices in the spiritual work of forming and developing Neshamas of Klal Yisrael, where people have to sometimes sacrifice much family time which nobody will ever know about in order to help the nation, the Klal. And that's what's referred to by Levi, is that sometimes they have to say, that anniversary, <laughs> that, 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 that family barbecue, not there. That's the Kleyakra says. Rav Sarotskin says that's in fact, in fact the model of the most extreme ver- version of this is by the Kohen Godel. The Kohen Godel cannot even attend the funeral of the Zion Krov, of the seven most intimately connected people in his life because of his service to God. Think about the Aaron Kohen model of Yav the Kohen God. That's the extreme of what the cost of being a spiritual leader is. Terrifying thing to think about. Another question, who are these enemies of Levi that he is smiting? 
Who are these people that he is smiting? So on the one hand, Rashi says it could be those who are impertinent against the Kohuna and Levia, those who don't think there is an import or there's a, point, a, a real role of leadership, well, they need to be put in their place. You don't understand that, that it's important to have leaders who talk about things that are not just nice ideas, but actually ways to lead your life. Well, they have to be put in their place because it's important for them there to be leadership. It can't just be that it's um, all kinds of you know, nice ideas. There has to be leaders who actually say important things. Another possibility, Rashi says, is that um, it could be referring to the future of the Chashmonaim, who were from the tribe of Levi, who fought against the enemies of Hashem from the outside. So it's not referring to defending the rights of leadership, it's refer- referring to defending Israel, al the Kohanim. Unglus translates the word Borech Hashem Chaleo, Hashem, bless Hashem Chaleo, meaning his army, as not Chaleo, but rather his a wealth, his property. So because the Levium served in the Beis Hamidosh and brought the Ketores, as among many other things, the Ketores was a Sagula for Ashirus, for wealth, so they would be incredibly wealthy because of that as well. Now, the next question is, why is Binyamin after Levi? So listen to the order of what we've done up till now. Ruven, Yehuda. And then we go into Levi, Binyamin. So how does this work exactly? So Rashi explains, because Levi was in charge of the Karabanos, so immediately after the Karabanos comes Binyamin, who hosted the base of Migdash, which is where the Levium would perform their Avodah. Rasaratskin takes it further to, uh, one step further to notice that actually if you look at the territory in the land of Israel, the tribal territory, it goes in the south, it goes Yehuda, then Binyamin, and then Ephraim, which was from Yosef, which is actually how the brachas go. It goes Yehuda, Levi, um, Yehuda, Levi, Yosef, um, Binyamin, and Yosef which makes sense because that's the way it actually is framed. Levi operating in the precinct of Binyamin and Yehuda, and also Ephraim because that's where the Mishkan was. So it all connects as well. Finally, what does it mean that Hashem dwells upon the shoulders of Binyamin? Right? She says that's the image of the Beis Amidash nestled in the hills of Yerushalayim. One last question. Why is Binyamin called the Yedid? Yedid Hashem, the dear one of Hashem. Actually, the person in Tanakh who was called Yedidia was Shlomo, who was from the tribe of Yehuda. Anyway, so the, the Ralbag explains two possibilities. One possibility is it's a reference to Shaul HaMelech, the first king of Israel came from Binyamin, the Yedid Hashem. The second reference is that Binyamin is the only tribe who stuck with the southern kingdom of Yehuda when the northern kingdom split off. When Yeravam led the rebellion, the civil war, um, the cessation from the union, it was only Binyamin who stuck with Yehuda and some of the Kohanim and Levi'im. So therefore, that's why they are called Yedid, for keeping that focus, and ultimately they were not um, exiled with the, the other tribes earlier on, at the time of the Assyrian rebellion, they were, the, the Assyrian exile, they were later with the Babylonians, um, um, with the Yehuda to Babylonia. With this, we conclude Shani, in the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.